You know, I'm fascinated about these Apple car rumors because I'm one of these people, I think they can pull it off. I think they can have another moment like that original iPhone moment. Mm. And it's been hard over the past, well, since that original iPhone moment, that very disruptive moment, it's been hard to envision how Apple might be able to strike something like that up again. Yes. Might be able to, uh, what can you say, uh, grab some of that magic that they had at the initial, at that moment right there. That What was it, a one more thing? I don't know what it was. Did they, was the iPhone a one more thing moment? I believe so. Was it? So they went through a what whole else, boring event be? about their PCs, and then and then they were like, one more thing. Yeah, they made a phone. The phone was a one more thing? Yeah, it wasn't the iPod. Wow. Well, you're saying it, not me. But if that's <laughs> true, just, uh, if that's check. true, that's amazing that they actually pulled that off as a one more thing. But either way, the point being is it was kind of the same story leading up to the original iPhone. People said in the industry, you can't just come make a phone to think you're going to do. Mm-hmm. We get we're Motorola over here. People are flipping their phones. Yeah. Uh, Nokia had, I don't know, billion phones out there. I don't know if it was a billion. But they were number one. And it just seemed like we, we, we had some kind of smartphones. We had Blackberries and I had a Palm Trail. So Palm was there. But it still, it just didn't feel like a computer yet. And it seemed so strange for a computer company, Apple at the time, to be approaching a phone. Good luck. Mm-hmm. And then they showed it off and, and then people got it in their hands and they said, oh, this is that next thing. Mm-hmm. And then years pass and of course... Hey guys, it's Greg. Of course, shows like this probably don't exist without that original phone or smartphones over well over half our viewership now coming from the phones Mm -hmm. on both of the channels and also the phones are responsible for a lot of the conversation a lot of videos we end up making Mm -hmm. so so many things would obviously be different without that moment right there now you can't do it again you're not going to have this kind of magic through the type of small iterations they've been doing to their various consumer products since that initial moment. You got to go to a to a brand new category and you got to go to a category where where you can actually execute, surprise people, delight people, disrupt what's currently there and make a bunch of money. You got to have all those that whole package together in order to achieve that. Automotive is that place and Tesla proved it. Mm-hmm. Automotive is that place and Tesla proved it. Automotive might even be that place even more so than where phones were in computing mm-hmm. at the time when the initial iPhone was launched. Cars, it's been stagnant up until the electrification. It's been, you know, they kind of 
operate the same way. Nobody was talking about autonomous stuff. Nobody was viewing their car as a computer, although they continued to become more like computers. Yes. Anyway, regardless of what I believe or what I'm uh, projecting here, Apple is working on car stuff. We don't know exactly what that's going to mean and how that's going to manifest. But we do have five patents offering hints into what an Apple car might look like and what it might have and what it might entail from a software and sensor perspective. Obviously, we all expect that it would be electric. Obviously, we all expect that it would be integrated significantly, sufficiently with their various other products. And obviously, we would expect there would be some sort of autonomous component that the software will play a big role coming from a company with a uh, focus on computing. These are the five patents. The first, augmented virtual display. This is very strange. Have you ever experienced car sickness, Will? Where you try to like read a book or something? Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a comfortable place to read a book. You can get nauseous, something like that. Mm -hmm. Even to watch something on a screen for some people. You can't do it when sitting in a car. This first patent here is about squashing that nausea through a type of virtual display, a type of augmented reality, which would take the content that you're either working on or watching, superimpose it, against a backdrop which is moving see this is what happens this is what happens to your systems will when you're feeling a little nauseous mm. let me explain to you same My thing can systems. happen yeah you got system mm. same thing can happen in vr by the way for some individuals your inputs are screwed up you're floating through space in the game let's say but the signals coming into your body are not indicating that you're actually moving so it thinks you've been poisoned or something it's like we're in trouble Right. This is not right. Now, in the car, it's similar. You're staring at the book that you're reading, and you feel static. However, your body is moving through space, and mm -hmm. you have no reference point to indicate to your sensory system that you are in a car, and you should feel comfortable, and you have not been poisoned. Yes. So this technology, I, I assume the way it would work, is that you would have this indicator something whether it's out the window or something like that that you're still moving and then the content would exist floating somewhere where you could maintain that reference point huh. that's the idea behind it as far as the this first patent now it doesn't tell you much about what the physical car will look like things like this or even if it is a car or if it's a collaboration and they're only going to be doing the smart part mm-hmm and they would collab with some other car company, which I don't see happening. I'm just, once again, prediction time. Yeah. Who did Apple ever play nice with in that way, with that level of intimacy? Yeah. There, I mean, obviously, Apple CarPlay to a certain extent, but this, the opportunity to do a car? If uh, cowboy Elon Musk, wild man Elon Musk can do it, you, you, you're telling me the, tri the Trillion team can't do it? Well, hire some people, do it. Yeah, people it's, will buy an Apple car. It's only a matter of time. They cannot, they have all the resources to uh, make it happen. The next 
patent was around climate control, which was going to take into consideration your own personal inputs. So you would have your preferences uh, on your phone. Potentially your watch would know if you recently exercised, something like this, and climate c control could adjust your vitals. So you don't even need to have any inputs. It would know if you were hot or cold, something like this. Huh. Okay, that's very exciting. Biometrics in the yeah, car. Yeah, maybe. I, that sounds okay. kind of exciting. If you're wearing the Apple Watch, you're Mr. Ecosystem at this yeah, point. You get yeah. the car. Let me tell you, you got everything at that point. Mm -hmm. You're done. You're done for. Yeah. Dynamic privacy and window tinting. This is an interesting one here because we all know the idea of dynamic tint because we saw those lenses for glasses that have done it for a long time, those transitions lenses. You step out in the sunlight, the tint kicks in, you go to a lower lit environment, and then they turn clear again. However, what's interesting on this one, apparently it could tell if you were closing your eyes and needing to take a nap, in which case it could also engage the tint to darken the interior. Now you're saying, wait a sec, who's, how are you taking a nap? in a car that's moving, well, that's obviously some sort of indication towards the auto autonomous yeah, concept. Yeah, AI component. AI component. So that's in that patent. And then the last patent of the bunch is a method for locating a vehicle using a phone. This is not that complex. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, actually, there's one more that is interesting. Charging station with passive alignment mechanism. This is the thing, this is the dream for people with electric cars that they don't have to get out of the car and actually plug it in. Actually, it's a dream for anybody, even with a gas vehicle. Yeah. At the gas station, you get out, you have to, uh, on a cold day. Oh, I'm just thinking Canada and as a whole. It can get pretty uh, squirrely out there. You know, well, the people, they count on you to think Canada. The Canadians? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, need well, to be. shout out. Yeah, they're, they need to be represented, and they're very happy that you're thinking Canada. Well, yeah. Yeah, it can get Shout cold. Out maple syrup. And by the way, we're not even close to the coldest city in Canada. No. There's, actually, Toronto would be one of the warmer big cities. Toronto, Vancouver. And then after that, you're talking about uh, Montreal. Uh -huh. Talking about the whole East Coast over there. You're talking about uh, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg. I'm just going through the Yukon territory. Big city. No, I was only covering. The bigger cities, you know. but yeah, no, most of this country is colder than where we are right now. Yes. So yeah, Team Canada mm -hmm. knows about the cold. But anyways, so this particular, obviously people in other parts of the world understand this too. And just the convenience factor, whether it's cold or not, of rolling up and having a passive alignment mechanism that lines itself up to the charge port and you stay put. Mm -hmm. And whether that's at a public charge station or even in your own garage. I know Tesla showed off that weird looking snake thing that they had at one time that freaked some people out, but it is, it's a cool thing. Now would, if you're Apple, are you filing all these patents? Well, first of all, if you're Apple, you're filing patents all the time. Every yeah. little idea, you do a little sketch. You hire a guy like Willie Do, you do a little sketch. You submit it. You say, just in case we work on that, right? So it doesn't take it for what it is at this point. Take it with a grain of salt, as they say. Yes. However, if you want to look at it the other way, you could say, all right, I'm reading, I'm reading these patents and I'm thinking, this doesn't sound like a collab. This sounds like getting all your patents together for, for a full-out car. Yeah, which preparation. Is the, which is the thing I think they should do anyways. So 
I don't know if it's 2025. I don't know if it's 2028. Apple is going to make a car. I'm putting it on the record right here. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm putting it on wax. I haven't oh. said that in a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. They, hey, listen. Hey, that's my advice, at least. Because now people are going to take my take this take this message and buy Apple stock, which yeah. I don't own any. Maybe I should be the one. You should. Or maybe I should just buy the stock. Yeah. Because I believe they're going to do it. But even if, look, either way, they should do it. They should do it. That's my feeling on the matter. All right. Uh, speaking of, of things they should do, according to some owners of those brand new AirPods Max, Apple should fix their headphones because they are experiencing condensation issues inside of their ear cups. This is such a weird one here. Very weird. Hmm. And I don't know what to make of it. Certain users, a couple different users here, took off the magnetic ear cup after an extended listening session, just a normal listening session, 40 minutes. Uh, well, one guy's 40 minutes, an hour and a half. It doesn't seem to... No one really knows why this is happening, but took off the headphones, noticed a little moisture, then took off the magnetic ear cup and found a bunch of water, wetness, condensation inside of the actual headphone. Oh. And they got concerned, right? So they start writing to the 9 to 5 Mac type websites and they start tweeting about it. Here's a tweet. So, uh... My AirPods Max form condensation after extended use. They've never been used in any humid environment. The water gets inside the drivers and has caused ear detection problems. I've been wearing them inside, sitting at a desk mainly. Nothing crazy, super concerning issue. Another user follows up. I had exactly the same issue. I went on a light walk, 40 minutes, and then I watched a movie for an hour and a half. Each time, uh, the water was getting inside from condensation. And the ring was getting red. Maybe I was overthinking it. Anyway, too worrisome for me. So a couple of different tweets. And some speculation as well from 9to5Mac, which I feel like I can get behind. The concept here, the idea is that it's cold and hot when it comes to condensation. Welcome to the science portion of the show right now. Cold meeting hot. Your head is hot. Aluminum is cold. The environment could be cold. It's cold in many places. Is it possible that this combination, this interaction between the headphone and the human is enough to cause this reaction? I don't know. It seems hard to believe. I've used a lot of headphone products, maybe even metal ones in the past. I've never experienced anything like this. Maybe this could be a test. Did you feel that it was hot on your head when we did the video? No, not at all. I, I, they were cool to the touch, the outside of the unit. I'm going to be honest. I haven't, ha I haven't done a 1.5 hour. I haven't watched a movie wearing them or anything like that. But it is curious. Maybe we should. Let's run a test. See if we can recreate this situation. Either way, if I'm a buyer of these, $550, if I'm Donald... Philemon on Twitter, who's the user who originally posted this, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned because it's such an expensive product and water and electronics, it's always a, 
a kind of a nervous, especially since Apple didn't state any kind of IP rating on this particular headphone. They just, uh, they were like, it's up to you. To, like, they, didn't, they didn't promote any fitness with it. Oh, right, yeah. They kind of just imply, like, I don't know where they expect you to use it. I guess on the airplane and at home, and that's pretty much it, and at the desk. Yeah. But, yeah, just a very interesting development. You wouldn't think there would be enough for that type of reaction, especially the first user who says he's just using it at the desk and didn't do anything weird with it. But we'll see if more reports jump out, and we'll see if we can recreate it. Maybe we'll go from super cold to super hot and see what happens inside of the seal there. And, uh, the scientists, you guys can jump in yourself. Maybe you know why this is happening specifically with this headphone. And maybe this is a reason, Will, why a lot of manufacturers have avoided metal headphones. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason. Although I feel like the headphones you're wearing right now have some metal on them. Or is it magnesium? It's some metal. Anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy either, 550. I wouldn't be happy either. I'm just saying. It's a lot of water. But let's just keep in mind, it's a, very, it's a small number of reports at the moment. Let's okay. keep that in mind as well. Could be an issue with those headphones specifically. Sony is finally going to launch the PlayStation 5 in India. February 2nd. Pre-orders are going to begin January 12th. This is another one of those, wow, that's been tweeted to me a lot. Mm. Which is Indian fans saying, where's our PlayStation? Lou, take care of it. And obviously, uh, I can't take care of it. I'm not in charge of Sony, but I can respond. I can follow it. I can track it. Now, the original story, which was very strange, was around somebody having the trademark, the PS5 trademark oh, right. in, in India, India, that it was somehow delaying things. I don't know how valid that was. Uh, it was a spicy story, and I reported it from some website that where I read it, it ended up on my feed. And then the original guy who broke the story was mad at me because he was like, that was my story. You shouted out the other feed. And I was like, geez, man, I can't. I got 10 stories a day over here. Yeah. It's about, you know. Anyway, I apologize to the original guy either way. I'm trying to get his name out there. But in this article, it doesn't seem to indicate that that had much to do with it after all. It sounds more that it had something to do with the unexpected demand and the way in which the local government had been kind of uh, changing its import procedure. And for, for, we've heard this from other manufacturers as well, that shipments were being inspected in a more kind of uh, elaborate way. Let me see what it says. It's a, uh, PlayStation India announced on Twitter back in November that Sony didn't have a release date for the country yet because availability for each region is subject to local import regulation. So I, I, I kind of feel it probably had more to do with that. We've covered so much in India about how there's been this shift towards domestic production, production for technology products and how there's been an encouragement via tariffs, <laughs> taxes, to have that happen. My God, we just shipped out the 100 phones? The price tag! We had so many win winners in India. I saw the price tag. I fell over. I cracked the back of my head. I got 16 stitches. Yeah. 
Okay, I don't have the stitches, but I saw that you guys would Reality not. It's hard. You guys would not believe it's pre, it's almost the price of the phone, and we have enough of them to basically increase the cost of the whole thing another thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. And the thing was already one hundred thirty thousand dollars in in local currency. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. What an enormous giveaway! Look, I'm not. It's cool. It was a, it was an event. It's great that 100 people are going to get brand new iPhone 12s uh, because of the whole everything that's gone on positively on Unbox Therapy and everybody's support. Like, that's really what makes it possible. But it was a real life experience for me on how this tariff situation r really changes the landscape in such a, in such a, drastic way mm -hmm. so the reason for the expensive shipping costs is because we are paying those duties and taxes for a product assembled exclusively in china which means in india the iphone ends up being around two thousand dollars to the end user who buys it well obviously we didn't pay that here it's half that but now I need to make up the difference when I ship it if I don't want the winner of the contest to be hit with a big bill mm -hmm. when they win it and then they can't collect it from, from the postal service because they don't have the extra 500 bucks to clear it yeah. on, on the taxes. So we gotta pay that in advance and this goes to show you, I mean, even in Apple's case, we, we say, oh, Apple sells expensive products in India they're that much more expensive, but not because of Apple, because of these restrictions that are in place. Correct. That are, are bringing up that price tag. However, it's important also to note that it has kind of worked mm -hmm. for India, the country, in the sense that it did bring Apple assembly jobs into the nation and employed people. Not without its variety of issues, which we also reported on on the show. The Wistron fiasco. But anyway, that's that's how it works. And so I'm assuming that with PlayStation, they had to cut a deal. They had to figure out how they were going to do it as well. And they got it all sorted out, which now means starting January 12th, you will be able to pre-order a PlayStation 5 in India. Finally, it's going to cost you $49,990 in Indian currency, which is US 684 and the digital edition is going to be 548, which is 39,990 Indian currency. So actually, not that huge of an increase in price. No. From from the U.S. dollar, uh, or if you were in the United States, you're paying fifty dollars extra on the digital, and you're paying eighty-four dollar. Oh no, actually, you're paying on the disc model. You're paying a hundred and eighty-four more. Mm. Am I? Wait, 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 wait. You're paying 100 I'm I got Canadian prices screwing me up in the head now. You're paying 184 extra over USD on the disc model and you're paying 148 extra on the other model. So we have 499 399. So actually you are paying that premium once again, but it's not double. It's not double. Right. Well, it's not double in the iPhone area either. It's close, closer to double. But the thing escalates, right, as the value of the item goes up. Yeah. And so the value of these items obviously a little bit lower. Now, you still need to get your hands on one because what happened here is it ended up double anyways on the secondary market because they sold out all the pre-orders anyway. Mm -hmm. 
So that's another thing to keep in mind if you can even get your hands on one. But anyway, I, I think people will be pretty happy with that price. They were probably sitting there speculating what that increase was going to look like for their market. But this is not horrendous. It's not terrible. And considering what people that people are already paying double for PlayStations, you may accept it. Pre-orders for PS5 begin 12 p.m. on the 12th of January until stock lasts. Here are the retailers who will have stock in India. Amazon, Flipkart, Chroma, Reliance Digital, Games, The Shop, Shop at Sony Center, VJ Sales, and others. So check those places if you're in the market. And we can put the tweets to rest now. People don't have to, I don't have to get to the bottom of it. Sony got to the bottom of it. Thank goodness. The S Pen might not be the only thing the Galaxy S21 borrows from the Note 20. I was wondering about this when I heard that it was going to share features so much so that people began to speculate on the future of the Note series. I was wondering, well, what else does what else is it possibly going to have? Because the Note series, what's special about it is really just the S Pen. Like that's why it's the Note. Anyway, this is a tricky headline because. It's not exactly borrowing something good. It's actually something that people probably... I don't know how much people care about this in 2021. Took me a while to say that, too. 2021, shout out. Congrats, everyone. We made it we to made 2021. It. You you are here right now in 2021. Let you that are. sink in. You are, Will. You're here Amiga. right now. Yeah. I'm here. You're here? Mm. Good for you, man. Yeah. So it's Otis, you know. Otis and Pepper going, going wild over there. Yeah. Everybody's here. You're here. You're watching this. We made it. 2021. All right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the feature is the micro SD expansion, which Sony or uh, Samsung has been holding on to on its S series products. This surprised me to read that the last time they didn't have that was all the way back. Check this out. All the way back, check this out, the Galaxy S6 didn't come with a micro SD card slot. So, wow, a lot of micro SD expansions. Some people care about it. Some people love it. It is a cheap way of expanding your storage and not having to pay that initial upfront premium for the higher storage model of uh, the S21. But yeah, it looks like they might get rid of it, which... People could be upset about because the S21 series has always represented this really uh, dynamic feature set. Yeah. People could point to and say, well, your iPhone doesn't have that. Yeah. And this is one of those things. However, there's a bit of good news here from the same individual who is uh, leaking the spec sheet. He says some markets will get the charger in the box, though. So maybe it's not a no charger sweep where they're all gone, which is what yeah. a lot of people expected. Now, it could be only a handful of markets where they've put up a fuss like Brazil. Yeah. But we'll wait and see. You might end up getting a charger after all, depending where you live if you buy an S21. Elon Musk has reportedly sold three more homes in Los Angeles after How many pledging. How does he have? Yeah, he just sold three more. I mean. He already sold 27, and he just added three more. Yeah. After uh, pledging to own no house and announcing a move to Texas, which we've followed very closely here on this show, 
I didn't even remember him pledging to own no house, but he had a bit of a, an epiphany on Twitter at one point. You may recall shortly after his daughter was born, uh-huh. he was saying, I want no possessions, no homes, whatever. And then Grimes was like, hey, wait a minute. Excuse me. Just had a daughter over here. You yeah, might want to talk to me. Diapers, yeah, you least. might want to talk to me before you start saying you don't have any, you don't need anything. Because I need things. People yeah. need things. Could have been a little extreme. But anyway, according to Business Insider, he's making good on his promise to at least shed some pounds as far as houses are concerned, as you might do in the new year. The latest sale, a Bel Air residence, sold for $29.72 million. That is uh, the biggest of the bunch, a six-bedroom, seven-bathroom mansion sitting on 1.5 acres of land. Now, you're wondering why he had so many houses. He was buying houses near his house. So he could have multiple houses on the same street or right nearby, hmm. which is what you do when you're really rich. I don't know if you knew that. You buy the neighbors as well, so then you can ensure you have your privacy right. and and well, you have control. Yeah, over a much bigger neighborhood. Neighborhood, yeah. And he's not the only one to have done that. But anyway, he sold three adjacent houses in Bel Air. In Los Angeles for a combined $40.9 million. Some of them were sold a little bit earlier. Uh, I don't know what he's planning to do in Texas as far as not owning a home. He's going to need something in Texas. to have to stay somewhere. He's going to lease a place or live in the jet. I would assume he will own a home. And uh, I think his forty, his leftover forty point nine million dollars will probably go pretty far in texas yeah just a guess one of the houses has an interesting story as well it used to belong to gene wilder and he sold it to a family member actually for seven million that was actually that was the smaller house of the bunch earlier this month he announced he was moving to texas following a month long months long battle with california regulators Local officials had barred Tesla from operating its factory up there in Fremont near San Francisco. He was saying, hey, come on, give me a shot. We'll be safe. Let us do something. We're dying over here. We got to deliver these cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, the other people, the other companies we're competing with, they're allowed to do something because they're not in California. And now I'm at a competitive disadvantage. And mm-hmm. so he said, do something for me. And they were like, we're not doing anything. We're California. Are you kidding me? We have sun and the beach and Hollywood? Yeah, go take a walk on the beach, Elon. Yeah, we're Let's California. Yeah. You don't get to... There's no negotiation here. Uh-huh. Why don't we raise your taxes? Anyway, this is the conversation around it. And so he comes out and says... Uh, he described... the He described those officials in California as fascist and un-American. Tesla... This, this is the quote. He tweeted this in May. Tesla will now move its HQ and future programs to Texas and Nevada immediately. He also quietly moved his charitable foundation to Texas as well. So I think he's like, he's out of California. He doesn't want to pay property tax in California. He doesn't want to pay state tax in California. He's just, it sounds like he's done with California. Mm-hmm. And we have further evidence here that his main house, his biggest house, that's gone now too. Here's a here's something that I have always wondered about, and you may you have you may have wondered about the same thing, Will. And you know you know it's got to get serious when we boot up the ScienceDaily.com mm. on this show right here. But I'm gonna just keep it quick and, and easy. The concept 
of getting water, drinking water, water supply, fresh water out of the ocean. Everybody love everybody thinks that why aren't why aren't we doing that? We got droughts. We can't uh, we don't have enough water for all the almonds people want to put want to grow to make almond milk. Where oh, are we going right, to get yeah. all this water from? You had the fires out speaking of California. This wouldn't this be so perfect? I mean, the oceans look like they got a lot of water. Yes. So this is what the, the average person thinks, but this is a complex process, goes by the name desalinization. And uh, this is taking the, the saline, the salt, obviously, salt. Out, out of the water so that it becomes more usable. And there's a, been a breakthrough. Well, they're going to be able to do it now. Right well, they're on. closer. They're closer. Oh, okay. They're closer. In the past, part of the issue here was that it wasn't feasible, not because they didn't know how to do it, but it was not cost effective. And it, and, re, and not cost effective, not energy effective, to the point where it, it, would, it, would, it, could be, it could be more of a negative impact to actually go through the process because of the energy required that you have to put in to get the water out. Mm. You start, go start looking somewhere else because it's like, well, now you just, you got all this new waste that's been generated because you need to bring in all this energy in order to do the thing. The value of water would have to be at a point where it was necessary to do so. You wouldn't want to do it. You would want to find a more efficient approach. So the research team in partnership with DuPont Water Solutions solved an important aspect of the desalinization mystery. Opening the door to reduce costs of clean water production, the researchers determined desalinization membranes are inconsistent in density and mass distribution, which is responsible for holding back their performance, which is the reason you have to pump more energy into it. Uniform density at the nanoscale, that means really small, at the nanoscale is the key to increasing how much clean water these membranes can create. So by the way, this process, they use pressure, pressure on the water, hold back the minerals, let the water pass through, that's the idea, but the filter is the key component. And greater uniformity leads to a more efficient process. And that's something that they just discovered because of a lot of guesswork around how this stuff, how this stuff is going to function. And if you and I were scientists, Will, we'd be sitting around like this, trying these kind of things out. Hmm. But we're not. We count on people like this to figure this stuff out. Now, I don't know. It's not necessarily ready to go in the sense that you're going to see the uh, drinking water pumped straight out of the ocean. But this development and this finding means that they can now start building these filters that have this necessary uniformity to actually start pitching the idea and, I guess, commercializing it. Well, that's awesome. If we can uh, make it available uh, for all nations an increase in the in the membranes tested by 30 to 40 percent they can clean more water using significantly less energy i don't know maybe they can put those fires out or or, or uh grow more almonds or i don't know wait can't you i i suppose you can put fires out with uh 
with salt, salt water. water. Yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah, fine. You can do that. That'd be fine. You know, the ground will just be salty. Salty yeah, ground. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But how do you get the water up there, though? The salt water. If you're up in the in, in inner part of the state, it's got to transport a lot of water that's not in the water system. See, it gets dry in the drought in the first place because you can't water anything. Uh-huh. You have no water. You can't use water because you're short on it. So you can't be watering the lawn. Mm-hmm. So it's not very lush to begin with. If you had this tremendous supply of desalinated water pumping through the communities, they could use the water to suppress the dryness, which wouldn't let these fires spread nearly as much. Yeah. Because it would just be part of the water system. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just talking. This is, I'm just, it's interesting. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's something that's not cool for Mr. Logan Paul. He He's getting sued. This is such a weird story. He's getting sued. You remember the famous video? I'm not even going to say it because super sensitive topic but the famous video the well, famous is the title <laughs> the famous apology all the way back in 2017 mm-hmm. and i mean it was kind of unprecedented for the platform it, it caused all kinds of a ripple effect for youtube and people on youtube i mean ourselves included like there was the advertising was in question people were really sensitive about youtube as a platform as far as advertisers are concerned but even the public you had Oh man, what's what's that what's that network? What's that website all about anyway? Yeah. Kind of thing because this may this was main mainstream. YouTube is mainstream, but this was mainstream. But then you don't hear about it for a while and he's obviously moved on and I think he made a mistake. He admitted he made a mistake, whatever. Like I hear all that and I think um he's you know, that's that happens. You you don't the whole point of an apology the whole concept is that you're looking to be forgiven, right? You're looking for the public to help you and allow you to move on. Anyway, there's a company here, a production company, and they don't want to let him move on. <laughs> They're suing him for $3.5 million three years later over a claim that that video caused them to lose a project with Google Google bailed on the project and they're claiming it's because of his video. Now, let me just let me just give you a little bit more information as to how this how this went down. Plainless Pictures filed this suit on Tuesday. They claim that Google pulled out of a 3.5 million dollar deal because of that video exclusively. They were supposed to they were supposed to produce a film with Paul called Airplane Mode. It was a parody of celebrity influencers. It had a bunch of other influencers in it. And it, I guess it was fun. It was going to be funded by Google. In December 2017, they agreed with Google that YouTube would promote and distribute Airplane Mode, the project. Shortly after Paul posted his infamous video, by I'm talking about the Japan Force video. After he posted a video, Google backed out. Google backed out of a lot of stuff. Google was on pause for a minute. They also pulled a different film, I think, that he had at the time. Thinning New World Order. They put that on hold and then later released it. So oh, they yeah, were just I saw it. 
They were just super sensitive, I guess. This lawsuit states that in a follow-up from the video, Google ended its relationship with Plainless Pictures and did not pay the agreed-upon $3.5 million. Mm. So I'm not here to talk about the original video or controversy. That, that thing's been talked about forever, you know? What's interesting to me here is the mechanics of a lawsuit like this, particularly as much time has passed. Mm. Google obviously is not the one being sued here. Mm-hmm. So they may have had some sort of stipulation in the contract. Hey, we can back out. Leave us alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're Google. That's our deal. We have lawyers. We write deals in a certain way. But apparently, it, it looks like there was no protection for, for Logan Paul himself in these various documents. And they can say, hey, this thing would have never happened if this didn't happen. If you didn't make this mistake, which you admitted was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we lost out on this project because of your action. That's the argument. I'm curious to see how it plays out. I'm curious to see what that means in court. He's sitting there with that lawsuit in front of him. That's not a fun feeling. Mm-hmm. The $3.5 million, what they're asking for, for the settlement. I presume he doesn't want to go to court either. So he may never make it there. They may figure out something in the meantime between lawyers, as does happen. But isn't it weird? Well, you make a video unrelated to this other to this uh, other project, unrelated to this other agreement between two separate parties that, yes, you're in the film, but otherwise the the agreement doesn't involve you, the finance the exchange, the economic exchange. You did your part. You filmed the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they can come three years later. And say, yeah, about that $3.5 million, we really want it now. Uh-huh. And you screwed it up for us. Uh-huh. Like, it's how many degrees of separation down there when you could say, hey, that person is responsible for that thing happening. You know what it would be like? And I don't want to give anybody any ideas here. But you remember when I bent the iPhone once upon a time a billion years ago? That Shortly after that, Apple Apple's stock was, was down. I mean, not... Nothing catastrophic, but people were saying, Lou, did you see Apple stock? But there were other market forces at the time. But imagine somebody, an investor, being like, this guy, I mean, maybe this is different within investment. It's probably a bad example. But I'm trying to say you have this one action that affects and impacts a third party, like a bystander, whatever, somebody else that's out there. And they say, that's the reason for my problem. And I'm coming after you. But I guess that's how it works. You sue whoever you want. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, there's always a ripple effect for anything, you know. And I think the difference here is they are connected. They are connected to him, and because he was a part of the project, mm-hmm. so I think that that is enough. But imagine they weren't connected to him. Imagine other projects that got canceled by Google at that moment because they're like, we don't just don't want to be putting something out right now. We're staying low key. Uh-huh. Even if it was just strictly peripheral, it gets really interesting about what are the parameters here. And in also, this, I'm sorry, go on. In this case, they at least have that piece where they're like, he was a part of the project. He should have known that this particular action could have got the project pulled. He should have been more responsible mm-hmm. having been part of the project, knowing what was on the line. Like yeah. that would be the way that they would package it, I'm guessing. And it seems like it's beyond 
the principal. I mean, three point five million. It's you know, it's quite a chunk of change. Oh, absolutely. You know, so. yeah, it's not nothing. That's for sure. Look at this one, Will. Texas home security camera captures eerie photos over holiday nice. weekend. I love these stories. <laughs> How so eerie is that? Pause right there. Pa oh. Pause that video. I don't know. Does it get any eerier than this? You have a security camera. You get a notification. You have you have uh, notifications for security cameras. You know how this goes, right? Uh -huh. Normally, it's nothing. Maybe you cut a mouse. Maybe a light turned on uh -huh. or headlights pulled up in front. It's never anything good, right? It's never anything exciting. Well, this guy, over the, hol over the holiday weekend, he gets the notification and he finds this. It is a girl walking on his property who he's never seen before, who he does not know, in what looks like a nightgown, wandering about, nobody else around. Is there a video or is it just screenshots? It's it's just uh, frames, still frames. Oh. Okay. And look at the guy's setup. Look at his, like, his fence. Did you see his fence there? That they would have to go through? Yeah, look at the fence. Very strange. So he thinks for sure... That's a ghost. I'm haunted. Whatever. In the moment, that's what he assumes. But well, we can't leave it like that. We can't leave it there no. as a as as no, enter speculate. as entertain as entertaining as that might be. They actually figured out who this girl was. By the oh. way, this was two a.m. This notification. Oh. Two a.m. Will he do? Oh. Uh. Actually. Police confirmed that that woman right there had crashed her car. And the camera caught her walking, I guess, after having crashed her car looking for help, I presume. Oh. Well, and why does she look so scary? She's wearing a gown. <laughs> <laughs> no gowns in allowed the the at 2 a.m. in your car. Yeah, I, I assume she just stepped out for a moment. I don't know. But oh. it is it is still kind of weird to crash your car 2 a.m. in a nightgown, I guess. Anyway, the the yeah. the officers said afterwards that the woman made it home safely after the accident. So oh, they, okay. they she got home. I don't know. Did she walk home? Did she knock on somebody's door? I don't know what she did. But there you have it. A spooky holiday weekend Ooh. security camera capture. All right, last one. We're gonna keep it light on our way out. It's 2021 now. Uh, don't eat, don't eat icicles. Did you know that, by the way? Icicles. Yeah, don't eat them. Don't, do, do you? Uh, tr did you try to eat them? Oh, uh, they're thinking about you. Did you did eat an? Maybe icicle. when I was young. You ate an icicle. It was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I saw you chomping on when I got in here. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's a TikTok trend. You ever heard of TikTok before? Uh. Here and there. Yeah, I guess it's a TikTok trend. You can trend anything on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Just get it going, get the right people, put it to a good song. Yeah. You're good to go. Anyway, these uh, people have been chomping. They've been chomping the icicles on TikTok. And this particular meteorologist is like, hey, don't do that. They're trying to make their own viral TikTok. They're saying, hey, don't do that because your, your icicle is poop. It's got the bird poop in it. Oh. And they're saying... It makes sense. I mean... Well, yeah, it's coming the from water trickles down comes from the from roof. roof. Comes from the roof, and what's on your roof? Yeah. Birds are on your roof. So, what's the game plan over there? <laughs> the but any, anyway, plan. she just she just runs a quick little uh, comparison. You can play the video because I, I think it's just we're on TMZ, but it will just play the 
original TikToks. So these people are just chomping. They're just chomping the icicles. Oh, this thumbnail is very misleading. It makes her it makes it look like she's eating it. No. But she's not. Did you she's just like call a TMZ thumbnail that. misleading? <laughs> <laughs> By yeah, design, yeah. man. You no, know, she's like, the meteorologist. On. She's the one. Yeah, she's she a good one. Like, she she plucks do down that. the icicle and then explains to you why you should not be eating it. Although I, I guess there's a temptation if it's really clear and you see it dripping and it's kind of seems like a little treat or something. Yeah. I understand the temptation. And maybe if you're in uh, the Arctic or you're in Iceland... Where there's no birds. <laughs> That's better? No, no. I'm saying if you're plucking an icicle from a place other than your your uh, your own roof. Because uh -huh. sometimes you would have a semi-frozen waterfall or you would travel to a glacier or something, Will. Right. You know yeah. about this. You do these things. Oh, yeah. I... You know, I drank from a glacier. Before, there you go. You go to you Switzerland. Know. I don't know what you do. Iceland. Iceland. Yeah, yeah, I was there. So anyways, but, and, and that's a different story, but she's just saying specifically because most of you are plucking it from your, your yeah. own roof. Don't eat those ones specifically or under the car. Those are nasty yeah. too. Like just leave it alone and, and uh, as cool as it looks, no need to ingest. I suppose the same could be said for eating snow as well. Oh, yeah. You know, who knows what's going on over there, what it has collected as it. Funny thing is, these people, these people seem to survive, I guess. I mean, there's obviously a lot of icicle eaters, and they're not, it's not really, from what I can tell, they're not super harmed or anything like that. Yeah. But anyway, listen to this meteorologist. Yeah. You got, once you're a meteorologist, you get to, you have authority over the situation. Oh, definitely. You get yeah. to say, hey, leave the icicles alone, kids.